Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Wowie kazowie. <laughs> We're here. We're here at last. Oh, man. Finally. Didn't you miss us? Didn't yeah. you miss us? It's probably been, I don't know, 24 hours since the last yeah. <laughs> podcast we released, if that. <laughs> if that. Uh, we have a problem, Tom. Hi, hi, everyone. We don't have a problem, Dave. We have a business. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's a very good point. Uh, yes. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. Uh, my name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Ed, or Ed Jeff Tomorrow. Mm. Isn't there someone named Edge? Yeah, the wrestler. Is this like if, if he was a robot? Right, if, if he, he was a robot. Or if he was from the future, he'd be Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's what he should do. I'm going to tell you a story. At first, it's going to sound ridiculous. But the longer I talk... We have to find the keys. The more rational it's going to appear. I can't believe you found coffee. Sugar, right? Here. Hold on. Three. You like three. How many times have we been here? How many times? For me, it's been an eternity. This was also Live, Die, Repeat because it had marketing or it had box office issues, right? Uh, and it they rebranded it it. it. it did, yeah. This movie, um, despite being a critical hit and uh, grossing not an insignificant amount of money, it hit almost four hundred yeah. million. Um, the problem was it cost almost two hundred, and apparently the marketing decided that a lo- some of it, the movie's failure to gain widespread traction was because it has a kind of a bland title, right. Uh, and so they retitled it. It's a weird conclusion for a studio to make, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Live, Die, Repeat was in all of the... That was like its slogan. Yeah. Um, so they just kind of... Like, they just kind of le- made it bigger. On yeah, the they just sort of leaned into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is... Uh, so it's Thursday. So we have a... This is from uh, our Patreon. Uh, one of our Patreon subscribers, Lef. Mm. Lef. Thank you so much uh, for Indeed. this one. Indeed. This uh, felt like it was going to be a breeze, this movie. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't watched it. I hadn't watched it, watched it. I think I scanned it for an article, um, but I haven't watched it since it was in, in theaters. What about you? Um, I didn't see it in theaters, but I have not watched it since 2014 when it came out. No. Okay. What did you think about it now that you've distanced yourself from it? Um, I still really enjoy this movie. <laughs> Okay. I think it's really um, good. <laughs> I think the exact opposite, Tom. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, this watch, I was like, I think this is a bad movie. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, I have reasons. It's not I, just that I didn't like it. I think it has a third act problem, but... Um, oh, I think it has a first act problem, too. Okay. I think it's badly written. I think the characters make no sense... Uh, they're extremely illogical and weird. They do whatever the plot serves. Uh, and the ending completely takes away its own internal logic to make the hero win. Yeah, the ending is this movie's biggest problem. Yeah. But, like, just at the beginning, um, 
they have they have this plot where Tom Cruise is a military spokesperson who is then like told to uh, he's like passed off to the British command, uh, Brendan Gleeson. And Brendan Gleeson tells him, we want you on the front lines. Yeah. And already that's weird. Well, he wants him on the front lines filming. Like, sure. Like making a PR no, no, video. It, yeah, that's not that weird. But already it's a little weird. And Tom Cruise is like, I, uh, very admitting, like, I'm a coward. I don't actually fight. Uh, so he, he, he tries to blackmail Brendan Gleeson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the blackmail is just, I'm going to... I'm going to like publicly blame you if this goes wrong. Like, it's not like I have information on you. It's like, I'm just, I'm going to campaign against you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a weak blackmail. Yeah. It's Uh, a very soft blackmail. Yeah. And Brendan Gleeson has him arrested, but he doesn't just do that. He kidnaps him. Yes, he does. And he just gives him to the American army, puts him on a training camp with, uh, with false charges. Yes. Uh, here's question number one. He's the military spokesperson. He, they show him on TV. Yes. Speaking up. So like, it's very weird. No one recognizes him. Right. Yeah. And that's the first thing where I was like, why not just make him an actual deserter? Like, just make him a deserter. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's where his story begins, you know? Cause that's one of the weirdest fucking things in this movie is the fact that, like, Bill Paxton and everybody, he never says, like, check TV. Like, check this name. The name of who I am. Look him up. You'll see that he's the military spokesperson. Who is me? You can see him on TV, and he looks like me. And he looks like they me. Never... It's a guy that has my face because yeah, he's me. Because he's me. You're trusting that piece of paper. I'm telling you. Like, it's very weird, right? Uh, Yeah. I think... The idea was to have him be sort of a guy that's not not just like a deserter would be. Uh, I think they they wanted him to be a guy that not only was a coward but had zero training or experience. Right. Um, they could have done a draft where it's like it begins with like a hardcore where like the military is kind of dystopian. He would have had he, he would have up. he would have gone through more training than just a single day before the mission though. If but even he if he was could drafted. Have deserted his training or something. I'm saying there's a lot better. I it, it's you're right is that it has to be more than just as a deserter, I guess. Right. Well, but and they also wanted, like if, they if, wanted an end result and so they built something to get them there, but the thing they built didn't make any sense. Uh it's very extreme, yeah. And there's a lot of people acting really really like insane at him when he the first time he tries to tell people like i've been groundhog dayed he predicts all these things in front of them mm-hmm. and then they do a hard cut to them having gagged him yeah i think they did the hard cut because there's no good w- reason they would have gagged him well they do the it's a comedy cut it's a comedy I know. edit but it's also makes no sense well i mean it makes as much sense as anything like Honestly, if some guy was coming in there and was just telling you, <clears throat> you it would take, this is, I think we talked he's about. He's predicting the future. Uh, like he's saying he's, what's going to happen uh, in the he's, room. He's gently predicting the, the, the future. Um, sure. It's, I, think, I think we talked about it in uh, uh, like Hypecast when we were talking about the, the trailer to You Should Have Left, where it's like a lot of these plots depend on people knowing that they're in a movie. 
But like, if you didn't know you were in a movie, you would never, ever, ever accept the idea that someone was being Groundhog Day'd, regardless of what they told you. Right. Um, um, he might be break. He might be put in a psychiatric ward. Because mm-hmm. um, that's the other thing is they they tie him up basically they gag him and make him go. They're joking about how he's gonna die. Yeah, because uh, they, they don't tell him where his safety yeah, is. They, They're they, executing him. Yes, exactly. Um, but that's really fucking weird considering that these soldiers are later going to be our hero, the are part of the heroes. The army seems to just be the regular military. Yeah. Like they like if they had pushed that this is a dystopian military because of the alien invasion and they did this all the time or something like that, but it's like everybody is so immediately aggressive to him and gives him no no leeway uh that it 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 felt it, like and then the fact that he doesn't think to try to actually prove who he is in a very easy way, it felt like a situation that was could have been easily avoided. Well, I mean, uh, from the start, the idea that everybody so it's it's the entire world is being threatened by an alien force. Like everybody's life is in danger, the entire world's in danger, and they think he's a deserter. Right, and they are like executing him yes. in an extremely expensive mech suit. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but like that he has ammunition on and they think he thinks he can see the future. Like he's a liability. That's why I'm saying is that they're they're not only endangering him, they're endangering themselves. Like you wouldn't put that he person tries, into He tries he tries to bring that up at one point too. Yeah. Um it's I mean yeah, it's extreme. <laughs> it's, at at it's, at what at one point somebody would probably be like, "Well, we shouldn't put this guy on the battlefield. Let's just throw him in the brig." Right, and like the set, the entire setup again hinges on him not like easily proving who he is, and so it started in this way where I'm like, well, none of this makes sense to me. Like it, it all feels like nonsense. Um, well, I mean, if you were it, if you were a, a low level grunt or even a master sergeant like Bill Paxson is, do you think you would recognize the mil- the army spokesperson on site? I don't know. I think that's doing the work for the film. If the film had made it, but again everybody i mean there's I'm so a, many I'm people a, and I'm, again I'm even person, if they didn't i'm a person who didn't. spends who pays very close attention to the news and what's going sure. on and which government official is which i couldn't tell you who any branch of the 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 military spokesman is but even if he didn't um tom cruise could prove it he could say but he can he can prove it he can go to even if they don't recognize him he can say I'm the military spokesman. If you spend two seconds looking up who that is, you'll see that it's me. Sure. Tom Cruise, like even in that scenario where no one recognizes him, uh, he can still prove his identity pretty quickly. Like he, he's, he's the military spokesman. Like that's his job. Like there's a picture of him. Like if you were to look that up, he would have a file. He would have a profile. He would have, mm-hmm. you know, he would be on the news. You just Google him. You just Google the name. Yeah. So like it, it just seemed very silly that he didn't even try that. Um that the movie didn't even try to like explain that. Well, he even tries to explain it away. He tries to get a phone to call his commanding officer. Bill Paxton's like, "No, there's no communication going in or out." Um there's probably not a computer with Google on that I guess on that, on that little staging area. Um So I don't know. I mean it's a stretch. It's a big stretch. And I couldn't get past... I, I couldn't accept that at the beginning. 
that okay. they were being so illogically aggressive about we're going to you 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 just showed up on our base we've been told you're a deserter you're saying you're someone else instead of putting you in the brig or the psych ward Mm -hmm. we're just going to throw you into battle and tom cruise just sort of like barely tries to prove his identity like it's weird that that's not the only thing he's trying to do well it also stops mattering after about 15 minutes Yes, like but it's the, where like the it, movie starts. It's where the movie starts, sure, and it, 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 it basically just... It's not my only complaint with the movie, Tom. Sure. It's just I think the movie is a series of things like this. When when he first goes on the battlefield mm-hmm. uh, and he sees, um, uh, I don't know the character's name, the the lady. Rita. And Emily. Oh, what is it? Rita. Rita, thank you. Uh, their first interaction is she's fighting monsters and then she stops, turns around, and just stares at him on the battlefield mm-hmm. until she's killed from behind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's dumb. Okay. <laughs> the first sequence is people getting killed from behind. People who, especially her, who's like supposed to be good, mm-hmm. uh, just getting immediately creamed from behind. And I thought that was very silly. Well, I mean, the only reason she's good is she's is the only reason she's the angel of Verdun is because she got hit with the same thing and was re- and was repeating Verdun over and over and over again. So she just right. memorized everything that was going to happen. Right. So she's very good at fighting. Yeah. She uh, is. Like they show that Tom Cruise becomes very good at fighting, mm-hmm. and she doesn't look fucking. She stops on the battlefield to look at him for like five seconds, and then gets creamed from behind. That's silly. Well, it's a hero reveal too. It's the first time we see her, really. Right. It's silly though. It's a bad. It's it's what she's doing, and that's what that's my main complaint with this movie is that it's a lot of cool stuff. Like it's great battle sequences, but the plot is nonsense, and the characters are kind of nonsense a lot of the time. Um, like, uh, uh, all right, here's here's the the scene that I think is what sums it up to me is when. Near the end, he rounds up the soldiers, mm-hmm. and they say, why would we follow you? And he says, I don't expect you to. I expect you to follow her. And then she comes out. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't a plot hole, but it means she's just been waiting for her cue backstage. Yeah. And it's for a cool moment. But then when you, when you rewind it and think about it, it means she was just hanging out, yeah, that's waiting a, for him to introduce her. That's, it's a movie It's trope, a movie thing, but, yeah. <laughs> but that's a, that's a really bad one. Mm-hmm. That's a really bad example. Uh, because the well, character wouldn't like wait for that. It's very, it's I mean, very hammy. You, and this movie is in general, like it's very, very, very dumb blockbuster Hollywood um, to a point that like, I just, I, 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 it's, I thought it was bad because the, then at the very end, they give you that ending where it doesn't make any sense. The ending, make, the ending makes no sense, yeah. Um, and they take away the entire film. So at that point, it's just nonsense after nonsense followed by an ending that's so Hollywood that it rewrites its own film to give you the Hollywood ending. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think the ending is this movie's biggest problem. But yeah. going back to that scene, you can kind of justify the moment a little bit because he's laying a shitload on these guys and Jay Company. Mm-hmm by telling them like their entire history and shit like that. Um, and she's the most decorated soldier. She's very, very famous. She's on posters all over the city, all over the world. Um, I think it's just like he, they don't want to distract them with her quite right. yet. It's not a plot hole though. It's just bad writing. 
Well, I don't know. It's just I think a cliche. It is a cliche, like, but I think a, you can. A, I think it can be explained within the context of what's happening in the scene because he's trying to make them believe that he knows the future because he's lived it thousands of times. Um, right. And once that has sort of like the ripples of that have sort of settled, then he introduces the most famous soldier in history to be like, yeah, I'm with him too. You, we should go and do this. Like it's still, he could cli- have it's, opened with her. He could have, he it's still cliche. She just could have said, Hey, I'm the most famous soldier. I have yeah. a mission for you guys. Yeah. And they would have listened. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm just saying there is a way that you can think about it. That doesn't make it totally crazy. That, no. she, that she's just waiting for him to finish his, his spiel before she comes out. Yeah, it's just very cliche. It's all very, yeah. Sure. And then, like, the ending, I couldn't get past the ending. The ending, the ending is a problem. I can't, prim- even, I can't even begin to decipher what the ending means. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it doesn't, it can't mean anything. Because the, I, uh, people, should we describe this movie for people? Do we need? I mean... I don't know what minute are we at? We're already we're already twenty minutes into this thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, it's just, I mean, if you guys haven't seen it, um, it's a con- it's a contemporary film. Um, it's not necessarily even because we we encounter some um, when he hits the all hope is lost point. It's actually it's right before the all hope is lost point. Um, right. But when he, he's approaching his low point, he just fucks off and 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 goes AWOL, doesn't even go to the battle, and goes to a bar and drinks we hear a bunch of old British guys talking about their dads and their uncles fighting in world war two. So we know it's not like in the future. Right, um, you're right. So it's it, like now it's like, it's like, it's yeah, it's like next, you know, next Friday future or something like that. The very, very yeah. near future. Um, aliens, uh, a comet lands. There's an alien life force that spreads out from it and it's conquering the world. Um, humans are trying to fight them. Um, they have these cool battle suits they uh, uh, invented to fight them because the aliens move just entirely too fast for everything else. Um, and we should talk about that at some point, but th- I think the alien design is very cool in this movie. I like the, the way that the aliens move. Is, is Oh, yeah, the aliens are great. Yeah, they're really scary how fast they yeah. are. Um, yeah. um, so Tom Cruise gets, like we uh, have already laboriously described, gets essentially uh, a shanghaied or conscripted into service. He dies, yeah. but he kills a big, a bigger version of the alien that bleeds all over him as it dies. And then he realizes that now every time he dies, it just resets the day. And it's revealed that that's the way this, this organism works. It's actually really just one organism that spreads itself out through several drones. And it has the ability to uh, reset time. Um, and that's how it's crushing uh the 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 world's uh militaries is because it just it it constant it's going through what tom cruise is going through is it constantly loses and then just adjusts its strategy resets the day until it gets it right and wins um so So the specific like the general aliens right right? yeah right right the main the one main alien oh wait the the alphas can do it too but the alphas are the alphas the alphas are linked to the omega and the omega is where the power lies essentially right. like it controls the reset um he meets emily blunt who's this famous soldier who was the angel of Verdun, and and it turns out that the reason she won that battle is because she had the same thing happen to her but she's since lost the power um he meets up with her she believes him for obvious reasons <laughs> um yeah um and they work together to essentially discover where the omega is located so they can go there and kill it 
they do so, but they both die in the process of killing it. But um, after he blows it up, like he sinks into its Should body. Know, okay, go he ahead. Lost, he lost his ability. Did you note that? I did not note that yet, but he yeah, loses he his loses ability. The ability. Yeah. So this is it for them. Um, yeah. Rita gets beat to death <laughs> by a monster. Yeah. Um, he gets stabbed to the chest, uh, but he blows up. He sets off some grenades and kills the Omega as he's dying. Um, and its blood floats up into him. And then for some reason, that triggers a reset that puts him all the way back to the beginning of the day where he got conscripted. So he's just now landing in London before he's even tried to threaten to blackmail Brendan Gleeson. So everything has reset except for the fact that he killed the Omega. The Omega is dead. They don't know why. They're just like, we saw an energy surge, but it's killed all the aliens. And it died that day mm-hmm. for some reason. For some reason, it died that day, yeah. Uh, and uh, then he, so he still has his rank and everything. He just goes into the base and, and meets Rita, and she's like, who are you? And he laughs, and then that's the end of the movie. The ending makes no sense. It also <laughs> takes away what seemed to be the point of the film up into that point, which was that they're now going to actually sacrifice themselves, that there's no second chances uh, and this time they have to die for something. They've spent the movie casually dying. Mm-hmm. That the ending is, uh, if they had just died, uh, that would have been a way stronger ending. I think that's this is based on a, a Japanese novel called All You Need Is Kill. And I believe that's how the novel ends. Yeah, it, it feels hastily re- rewritten. It's, and an, it's, an, are, it's an extremely Hollywood ending that doesn't make any, any sense. Yep. Here's another way it could have ended that was way better. If the alien brings them back, he does wake up on the helicopter, but the alien is still alive. And so what happened was the alien in like a a last minute desperate move just rewound the clocks as far as it could. And mm-hmm. so he has to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. It would have been a frustrating ending, but it would have made sense. Instead, it felt like producers were in the room like, no, we can't have it like that. That's depressing. Or, oh, no, they can't die. It's mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. His, his, it's in his contract. So they had to like somehow make him sacrifice himself, but also live and also win. Mm-hmm. And they do it by setting and, up very and, specific rules and then breaking all of them at the last minute. Yeah. that Like I said, um, I really like this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. The ending is a problem. <laughs> like That's the, why the I ending, don't think it's a good movie. The ending doesn't make any sense. It's not about, for me, it wasn't about liking or hating. It's that I think it's just a, uh, it's a bad movie. I disagree. It's a bad movie. I disagree. It's, I'm not saying it's a movie you can't like. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm saying it's a broken movie. It's, the script is a mess. Uh, It's, the plot is, there's that thing with the transponder too, where like there's the scientist in the basement Mm -hmm. who made this transponder for blood to, to like, it's to detect blood. Mm -hmm. And then, um... So the I like the idea is we have to I I you inject this in an alien and then you can use that to um detect it's like the nest it's the omega mm-hmm. and he says I built this uh and then I was promptly demoted for it and it was like why why would they be like oh well psh, you're getting demoted and then Brendan Gleeson just has it in his safe it wasn't destroyed like that's so. All of that is a is like why, mm-hmm. why is Brendan Gleeson still have it? Did they think it was nonsense? Did they fire him or demote him because 
are they working for the aliens? Like, why are they so incredibly incompetent that when a scientist came to them and said, I have a new device that can help us win, they were like, get out of here, you. I'm going to just put this in my safe. Like, why? Because it felt like because the movie needed it to happen. They needed them to get the thing. Uh, and so these things needed to happen. Like, it's, it's, it's not well written. It's, that isn't to say it isn't fun. Um, the battle scenes are definitely fun. I think it gets kind of a little forgettable at the end, but that's personally me. But I don't think it's... And this is Ralph McQuarrie. Like, this is the writer of The Usual Suspects. <clears throat> this is the writer of Mich- Christopher Chris McQuarrie. McQuarrie. Sorry, which one's Ralph McQuarrie? <laughs> Ralph McQuarrie is the one who designed all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. This um, is a writer that I think is good. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure Chris McQuarrie came on to do punch-ups and stuff because he's right. he's sort of attached to Tom Cruise, so... That's true. I think this movie, I think it's, in terms of pre-production, it feels like it was a mess. It, it feels like it was a group of writers really trying to make something fit that producers wanted to happen because they were like, well, we should have him like use his Groundhog Day abilities to like break into a bit like the, the movie goes in a lot of places. You know, it's not just the battlefield, which I forgot. And it feels like they were really trying to make things work. And they just sort of nothing really makes sense when you think about it for too long. Like none of like why like that transponder thing. Mm hmm. It's nonsense, right? Yeah, it doesn't make sense why they're dealing with an alien life form that they don't understand. Um, a scientist comes to them and he says, look, your top soldier says she was experiencing the same day over and over and over again. I think I figured out how the aliens are doing that. Here's a device that may be able to help us do it. It doesn't make sense why they wouldn't at least try it. It definitely doesn't make sense why they would demote him and make him a mechanic. Yeah. Um, when he's like a biologist and fucking genius inventor. Um, I think I was too harsh saying it's a bad movie because it's clearly well directed. It's very good. The visuals, the action scenes. Mm -hmm. It's just this. I couldn't get past. Once I started thinking about the script, I couldn't stop. Yeah. It's, I think, yeah. Yeah. I I, I get it. I get it. There's a lot of holes in it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like rise of Skywalker level nonsense, but I would argue rise of Skywalker is a far less charismatic film. Right, like this, Rise of Skywalker is is all of those things. Plus, it's no fun to watch. Exactly, exactly. Um, this movie at least has Tom Cruise being charming, Emily Blunt being charming, Bill Paxton being charming. It's fun. Bill Paxton's fucking great. Yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah. A- apparently, I'm I'm doing a little some quick reading while we're um, recording this. Apparently, that was Where? largely what McQuarrie was brought on to do. Um, and McCrory Wait, just Bill Paxton? No, 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 no. The comedy. Oh, oh okay. I was really hoping it was just like, Bill Paxton. Paxton guy. <laughs> he Ralph McCoyer walks into the room and he's like, I got it, guys. Two words. Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, Yes, of course. Fuck. Obviously. We need Bill Paxton in here. Yeah. Um So he's he's the reason this movie is charming. Like had he not been there, I think this movie would have been even it would have been like it. Yeah, it probably it probably wouldn't have worked out like they they apparently Doug Lyman discarded the last chunk of the original script, brought in somebody else to rewrite it, fired them. And then McQuarrie came on right as they were uh, about to start shooting to do his draft. And he really focused on the comedy and he came up with the ending that's in the movie. Wow. Um, and he credits it as he thought of the movie as a comedy. So he's like, well, in a comedy. <laughs> 
everything has to everything kind of resets at the end of the comedy like everything goes back to normal so that's kind of along the lines of what he was thinking and also that's incredible and also because he was thinking about the fact that like so much of this movie is is fun and funny that if it ended harsh uh people really wouldn't like it (laughs) so i think this movie would have been incredible if they leaned into comedy more if this was a straight up comedy, because mm-hmm. he's right, him thinking of the movie like a comedy, the mid- like it's Groundhog Day, because the, the mid the middle, middle chunk is, the best is part. Yeah, the middle chunk is really funny. Like every time yeah. Tom Cruise dies and he lets out that little shriek. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so it's fucking perfect. good. <laughs> yeah, and Tom Cruise can be very funny. Um, he's surprisingly good at comedy when he when he's doing that. I think, man, I think they should have leaned into comedy more. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think that's probably what hurts it is like the weird, the, the world building and the, like, it's trying to do be a lot of things. It's trying to be a drama. It's trying to be a sci-fi. It's trying to be kind of intricate and explain mm-hmm. all this lore. Um, and it's funny. It's trying to be the the broad adventure film. But man, if this was just a straight up comedy... Or at like least, they didn't at, even hide that fact, right? Or at least m- even more funny than it is. Yeah, yeah, that would be incredible. But I think that speaks to, I guess, the problem with the script is you're saying Macquarie was brought on and basically started writing a different type of film than what had already been written. I feel like. correct. Yeah, and so and Doug Lyman, I like him too. Mm-hmm. These are all people I like making this movie, but. I, I think, think like, people I mean, had different ideas right, from read, each other. Reading the journey of the screenplay, I think the fact that it is it is Doug Lyman, it's Christopher McQuarrie, it's Tom Cruise, um, the fact that, you know, Emily Blunt and Bill Paxton, the fact that it is right. so many people that are good at what they do is the reason this movie is not just a, a shit show. Because, yes. like, reading about the journey of the script, that's the journey of a shit show. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Like, if any of these people weren't, like, really good at what they did, this movie just, it, this, not only would it, you know, it would have bombed and nobody would be, nobody would have liked it at all. It's a hell of a juggling act, so you mm-hmm. need really good jugglers. Exactly. You know what would have been really cool? Uh, I thought of this while watching they talk about how there's the alphas and if they die then the day starts over how cool would have it been and this could have explained the ending more is if in that final scene they kill an alpha and it cuts to that alpha waking up again <laughs> and we follow the alpha's day and it like has a shitty it's like it's it's other it's buddies are mean to it or something yeah. or it doesn't have to actually be that but you know what i mean and then you could learn like maybe they have a plan that we didn't know about and that's why it gets time gets reversed because you could argue something like since there was a temporal rift where he he died but had the 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 goo in him at the same time but the omega died which is also creating that link that repeat there was like a glitch Mm -hmm. and he glitched out and that's why that happened like you could argue something like that about the ending um that it's like a time glitch so like they still died but then they died over here in time and he died it's weird that they're all kind of so close to each other Mm -hmm. um like that's a way to make the ending make sense but it would have been neat to see it from the aliens perspective more to know kind of what they're doing 
but I guess they're a hive mind, so there's nothing there. Yeah, there's not much there, and it also it takes away some of the 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 stakes of the movie, which is that they're trying to figure out right how to beat this thing, and then where the thing is, and then they they keep getting hit with setbacks. Like it's like, oh no, it was tricking us. It was never. It was sending those visions. It was just gaslighting us with these visions. Yeah, the visions were weird because they never meant anything. The visions were, they were uh, no, red herring yeah they were a misdirect no it's not that they didn't mean anything it was the it was the omega deliberately misleading them right no they like they started as like you get these visions when you're closer to the omega yeah and the, and you think that's the rule and then exactly. it turns out no it's just the omega blasting things at your head yeah, yeah it's just the omega yeah. being a real troll <laughs> i don't think there but i don't think there was stakes at the end well there was and then mm-hmm. they taken away that's the problem yeah that's yeah that's I think the movie is generally good about uh, balancing its stakes um, until that ending. Like the ending just takes it all away. Yeah. But it's you, like you if don't... Superman lost his powers, gets shot and the bullet bounces off of him and he goes, I guess they're back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's that. It's like, I mean, well, what was the point? You don't know it while you're watching it though, is what I'm saying. No, but yeah. Yes. But since it's going to be taken away at the end anyway, I guess it could have pissed people off, but I think if they wanted to actually go into like weird heady sci-fi, it would have been kind of cool to switch perspectives suddenly. Um, and then you see the day repeat for the alien facing Tom Cruise and you learn why it might like in that process you learn, Oh, this is, this is why this glitch happens or something later. I don't know that I would Um, pursue an entire narrative thread, but it would definitely have been kind of cool and and funny particularly if they were leading even more uh, more into comedy, comedy to cut to like a you know like a brief scene or sequence like a two or three minute sequence with one of the aliens and you're just seeing it get you can't understand it but you're just seeing it get increasingly more frustrated as it keeps repeating its day and getting smoked yeah. by tom cruise if they did like, if they did like the montage where it like it wakes up, it gets killed, it wakes up, it gets killed, it wakes up, it gets killed, and then finally avoids it, and then they cut back to Tom Cruise, and he's like, oh, shit. Like, it's it knows what's happening. So we, like, get to quickly see it from the alien's perspective mm-hmm. of what that process was, um, because it is what the aliens are going through. They're just repeating the same day over and over until the they b- get it right. The big blue ones, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh... Do you think the aliens, like, uh... Like, like, do you think the aliens, like, they, they get a pizza and the pizza guy's like, enjoy the pizza. And they're like, you too. And they're like, shit. And then they kill themselves and retry it again when they don't say something stupid. Like they're really, they're real perfectionists. They get everything. Can't live with that embarrassment, man. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. That's really interesting about the script writing. Um, yeah. Like in any other circumstance where all of these like were it not such a pool of talented people like this would have been you know a rise of skywalker (laughs) yes because i think that people uh, i i encourage people to rewatch this film if they're interested and pay attention to the script side of it um it's nonsense i think it's nonsense uh from beginning to end and you don't notice that like the first this is why i'm like i'm glad left was like told us to rewatch this because watching it again and like getting kind of like focused on that i don't think i think i would have never re- realized that because i remember this movie as being very good uh with a bad ending and i didn't even remember what the ending was like it was just 
Same. my memory of this movie. Yeah, my memory of this movie was like, oh, I liked that movie. It had a kind of a bad ending, but yep. it was fine. Same, and I and could this, and I couldn't remember the ending. Right, and now remembering the ending, I'm like, wow, that's a really bad ending. It's a really bad ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it goes against everything the film is doing up until that point. Mm. But uh, the, the rest of the movies, like I still. Like even after this discussion and and conceding that you're absolutely right about a lot of the like this movie's full of holes, it does not diminish my enjoyment of this movie. I still really like this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think it's a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I think that's in part because these guys are pros. Tom Cruise is a pro. Um, the, 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 it's it's this director Doug Lyman is a is a fucking pro. Mm-hmm. Like they they uh, they they carry this film. Uh, oh, and M- Emily Blunt, of course. Yeah, like they great. all, they all uh, carry this film so well. Brendan Gleeson's in there. I mean, Brendan Gleeson. Like it's, it feels like really talented people who did their homework on the school bus on the way to school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it doesn't quite feel like they nailed the script. No. Uh, and they're doing what they can with it. Uh, and and in the end, they did a very good job. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, I'm looking up what the other writers did. Oh, they did Birthday Girl. Remember Birthday Girl? No. It's a 2001 thriller. Oh, you've been all up in thrillers, so you should watch this. With Vincent Castle and Nicole Kidman as a as a mail-order bride. Nope, got nothing. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you gotta no see memory Birthday of Girl. this film. You gotta see Birthday Girl, Tom. It was made in 2001, and it, it feels like it's from 1994. Like, it's that kind of thriller. Mm, tremendous. Where it's like a sexy a sexy thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that movie. And this, this person went on to write Edge of Tomorrow. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, and he directed Birthday Girl. Oh, what, what, this is, how, what, how nice for, for that for him. Also, his name is Jez Butterworth. That's incredible. Yeah, I think even though he wrote this movie and I didn't like this movie, I think I'm his biggest fan right now. Just based on Jez Butterworth, just on that name? And Birthday Girl. I mean, that's fair. Oh, he also wrote Spectre. So that's something. (laughs) He's just unfolding before my eyes right now. I, I feel like I dominated this by talking about what I didn't like about it. Do you, do you have things you specifically wanted to talk about or things you liked about it? Well, uh, yeah, like I said, I think this movie is, uh, it's just, it's fun. Um, I like the way it unfolds. I like the, the, you know, apart from the plot holes, but I like seeing like each goal sort of be like like they, they keep moving the goal posts and you're like ah oh, like you're like you're you're frustrated along with the characters i think it's really effective in that way um i think the broad strokes are really good mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 just it's it's an incredibly enjoyable watch it's 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 fun mm-hmm. like it it hits it hits the appropriate emotional beats when it needs to right um like when it's when they're in the farmhouse and he sort of has to he's sort of forced to reveal that it's like, look, we've, we've been here hundreds of times and you never, like you too. never make it out of here no matter what we do. Um, and you know what? I just, I don't know. I think, I think every individual sequence of this movie is really good. It's just, there are a lot of holes in the plot. Um, 
just in in terms of the logic of how characters outside of our core cast behave. Um, I think getting to each part is, um, yeah, the flimsy part. The scenes themselves are solid when they break into the Brendan Gleeson's office. Like, it's a good scene. It's a good scene, yeah. Like, all the scenes are good. It's the... It's when characters have to explain why they're getting from that scene to the next. Mm -hmm. It's all nonsense, I feel like. Uh, Yeah, but this is the kind of movie... um and it's weird. I don't know. It's it's you know it's entirely subjective when you when you are willing to forgive a movie or not. Um, but because mm-hmm. the because the scenes are so good and because the movie is actually an enjoyable experience, I can forgive the fact that the threads that connect many of the elements of the movie together are incredibly flimsy and don't make much logical sense. I can I'm I'm fine. I can forgive that because it's just like well I'm having I'm enjoying this too much. And I like what? the two characters too much, and and what right. like that the stuff that happens between them is 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 uh, uh, consistent and is following a consistent thread, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas, you know, we keep mentioning Rise of Skywalker. I don't forgive the gibberish of that movie's plot because the movie's not actually any fun to watch. Yes, <laughs> so. I didn't write in my notes. I finally wrote in my notes, I think this is a bad movie when the ending happened because up until the ending, I was able to forgive it while being very aware of it. Mm-hmm. It was the ending that drove it home for me personally when I was like, uh, okay. Like I, it, it, it's, it's, that was what did it in for me. You're right though. It's very charismatic. It's definitely not Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it's a much better movie. Right. If this had had, any other, possibly any other mixture of, of, of talent behind, behind the scenes and also in the movie, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's entirely possible that it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> I also think if it was funnier, I would have forgiven that more too, because I think it presents itself as kind of a heady sci-fi uh, it gives to a off degree, that. to a degree, it doesn't really labor well, on this stuff. You you saying now that yeah, uh, Ralph Ralph that Christopher McQuarrie uh, wrote it as a comedy. It's it makes me want to rewatch it, thinking of it like a comedy. Mm-hmm. But they still they they lean too much on the heady sci-fi. You expect <clears throat> that kind of because of the premise, because how serious it takes itself, and a lot of the like the moment there's action, it's very serious. Yes, yeah. Uh, it's not supposed to take place. It's not like, it's a weird uh, comparison. It's not like evolution, where everybody's very silly. The science in evolution is bullshit. That movie has problems for other things. But you don't you don't nitpick the science. You don't focus on the science in that movie because you know, like, oh, it's a dumb comedy. Uh, this didn't get that leeway because it wasn't leaning into comedy so much that I wasn't thinking about why the things were happening. Yeah, but like, I, 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 don't, I wasn't nitpicking the science in this either. Like, I didn't stop to think, well, how do those suits work? I don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> like, well, I, I guess it's not the science, though. It's the logic. It's the character logic. It's the right, why do yeah. people do these things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd almost accept, like, throwaway comedy for why they did the things or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a little too much for me because it, it, it was trying to be a little serious or grounded. Uh, I think it's trying, I think it, I think it's trying to be largely grounded. It, it's not like a screwball comedy that takes place in yeah. a different universe. Like it's, it's, it's supposed to be a grounded movie. Um, I think it should have been more screwball. I think it should have been a little sillier. Um, 
But then you run into making like Night and Day, and no one wants to watch Night and Day. Night and Day is a bad film. <laughs> yeah. That movie, have you seen that movie? I fell asleep during Yes, it. I have seen that movie. That's how I was able to uh, okay. uh, uh, state that it was a bad one. Well, I, ha- I, I'm not sure I've seen it. I've, I, I put it in a DVD player, uh, and I remember credits. Uh, I don't remember much between those two moments, because it was like it was that's a bad movie it, it's very bad yeah I, it was a red box rental for me for sure yeah oh yeah that's a solid red box rental mm-hmm. that you regret still oh, i it's didn't like, regret it yeah. it's a dollar and it gave me something to do that evening but yeah. i was like and when i got to the end of it like i i don't remember much i remember the plane crash sequence i remember peter sarsgaard's the bad guy and he explodes in the end right um but yeah i got to the end of it and i was like whoo that was a bad movie I'm going to go on with my life. Like, and then I just went on with yeah, my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I still think like if I had a dollar, I'd sooner swallow the quarters and like have an adventure that way than watch night and day. I really? I think I'd probably watch night and day rather than swallow a handful of quarters. <laughs> right, fair enough. I mean. Look, difference of opinions. Yeah. <laughs> They should put that, that, that should be their poll quote for night and day. Yep. It's, it's better than swallowing swallowing. a handful of quarters. (laughs) Um, yeah. Forget where we were on this. Bill Paxton's great. Bill Paxton's incredible in this. Yeah. Brendan Gurleson, I would have, could have been more of him. Oh, that's, that was my final thing. And uh, this movie isn't the movie to do this in. Mm -hmm. Um, it would have been interesting to do it in this movie, but, uh, this would have been, I kind of want to see a story like this from Emily Blunt's character. I want to see a Groundhog Day movie, but it only takes place in the last day. So, and the main character isn't the one who's experiencing the time loop. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So like, there's almost like a, uh, maybe they're out of their mind element where it's like, you're trusting them, but because they know so much, because I've always thought it would be a fun prank to try to convince your friends that you've been Groundhog Day'd, mm-hmm. but it would be very hard to do. You'd have to have a lot of, like, you'd have to have a lot of money. You'd have to have total control over the environment, pay actors. It'd be like an improv anywhere sketch. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I think that'd be an interesting version of this premise because people are doing it a lot. I haven't seen Palm Springs yet. But that sounds like it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Any final thoughts? No, I just, I still really like this movie, even after this conversation. Like, this is... Oh, I didn't think I'd be convinced you that it's bad. Like and by is... the way, like... Go ahead. Oh, when I said to myself, I think this is a bad movie, I said it like, wow, because it is charismatic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's... But I think fundamentally, I think, it's the writing is it's a bad movie it's to, a badly written movie right to me it's like a a really really catchy song with bad lyrics yeah it's like well i don't care <laughs> it's like andrew wk when then you like you ever listen you ever read andrew wk lyrics oh yeah <laughs> and it's like wait is is the song it's time to party about masturbation and then you read the lyrics more and you're like i think it is where it's like he just tricked a bunch of bros into singing really fucking weird things. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. He's going to beat the shit out of that piano and have a good time. <laughs> yeah, he is. I've been to, I think, two Andrew WK shows. Uh, which is probably too many. I don't know. I don't know if I would yeah. say... I don't know that I would say that. Yeah. 
It was a good show. Yeah. They were good shows. I, I, I would have expected them to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, The Edge of Tomorrow. It's like a, it's like an Andrew WK song. Sure. Yeah. All right. So um, yeah. <laughs> Left, thank you so much for your support. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, getting me to watch this movie again. Yeah. Um, we Left did this through our Patreon. If you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Mm. We have a, a, a tier where you can uh, make us watch movies and then we'll review them yeah. and We'll say if we like them or we don't like them, and we'll talk about them. Yeah, we'll we'll spend nearly an hour, perhaps more, talking mm-hmm. about and y- what we feel yeah, about can, the film. You can listen in delight, delight in it. Mm-hmm. You can listen in the dark. Yeah, uh, in a in a chair. Yeah, on a plane, on a train, on a plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should we just start? <laughs> should we go through all the places they can listen? No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't do that at all. Okay, <laughs> I'm not interested in doing that. 